Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to tell you guys that the views and opinions listed on this show, uh, Before I Forget, are the views and opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They are not the views or opinions of the Army, police, or any other institution. It's just our opinions, and it's just us talking. Thank you, and please enjoy Before I Forget. Tyree Brown here with Before I Forget, and I want to introduce you guys to the Stampers and their show called Better Together. Oh, I'm, I'll go ahead. This is uh, Mike Stamper, a.k.a. Stamp Dog, with my lady, Sabrina Stamper. <laughs> Say hi. I'll, I'll, let me introduce myself. I, <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am Sabrina Stamper. I'm married to Mike Stamper, who chose that song by the way um <laughs> that's a story i promise we're a lot cooler than that song you or at least I am. Than hammer. I am <laughs> i'm a lot cooler than that song um so a little bit about us so we are going into our 20th year of marriage um mm-hmm. this year will be number 20 um we have three children we have a daughter that it's about to be 16 next thursday her name is eve and then we have yeah then we have um titus who will be 12 on saturday on sunday i'm sorry sunday we're celebrating on saturday um and then we have asa our little our little surprise gift baby um and he will be nine in july so, um, we are, were, are a military family. Um, I guess once you have been a military family, you are always a military family, right? Always. Um, we started dating in high school. Um, for anybody that didn't listen to our first podcast um, with Kevin and Tyree, Basically, long story short, Mike was the bad boy. I was the good girl. I was forbidden to see him. And then, obviously, we got married. So. (laughs) It happened about But it's worked out okay. Um, So, Kevin and Tyree asked us to do this little side project and just basically talk about anything that we wanted to talk about. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm a dental hygienist, so I talk all day long to people, whether they want to hear it or not. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so we just decided to tell a little bit about ourselves and um, a little bit about our military life and a little bit about our family life and daily life and just y'all get to know us a little bit. So Mike, you want to start? 
<clears throat> well, I am Mike Stamper, and yes, we are going into the big two zero. Uh, can't believe it. It's just the <clears throat> older I get, faster time goes, and I guess it's just the way just the way life is. I am an occupational therapist. Um, I was a occupational therapy assistant for nine years, went back and had the opportunity and was blessed to be able to get my graduate degree in Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Throw a shout out to that university. And uh, yeah, I've always worked in uh, nursing homes. I work with elderly and uh, been an occupational therapist, supervising therapist since 2019 and in 2020 took over as a director of rehab. And, um, trying to do a little bit, I told Sabrina, I said, I might bring this up. Um, it's just starting out. So trying to do a little side project for future opportunity of maybe starting on therapy company. It's in the uh, process. It's slow because you have to do it on the side, but anyway, <clears throat> and, uh, it's called abundance therapy. So that's the route we're hoping to take. We might go look back on this and say, wow. You know, hopefully, <laughs> maybe we can look back one day and say, "You remember hopefully, we talked?" Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to say, uh, "Wow, that was just that was like one patient at that time." Now, hopefully, by the time we listen to this later, it's just kind of evolves into multiple patients on a high level. But anyway, love what I do. Love serving others, especially the elders. Um, it's like I tell people, you could be having the worst morning ever come into work all they gotta do is say one thing or do one thing and it's made your whole day so uh being able to give back in that way is a true blessing and it's a uh just an honor and also uh in a way you get to also serve other veterans from uh the vietnam era and so that's that's always cool to hear their their stories when you run into those and I figured there'll be a, a lot more of those coming in soon because we're facing hit the baby boomer generation is starting to get to the point where their bodies will start having deficits. And so anyway, but yeah, enough of that. Uh, I'm going to give a shout so, out to the book. There's not Rock. a lot interesting about us, honestly, like yeah, we're yeah. just so regular. And I, I actually told Kevin, I said, you know, like, I don't know why anybody would want to hear about our life because it's, so freaking regular um but apparently people like that so i don't know if they don't then then you won't like this because it's very regular but our yeah. um our story a lot of people look at at us right now and we get asked the question a whole lot about um kind of how we got to where we are and that we have an appearance of this or that and 10, 11 years ago, I gloated on the fact that, you know, that we, we did appear to be this, this success story. And, and it, you know, I, I really, I kind of based my identity on that, that we were, that we were a success, that we were, we had something that other people wanted. And, you know, that, that was who I was. I was Mike's wife and I was, I was this and we were that. And, um, just kind of going ahead and just getting everything out in the open. So you really know who we are right off the bat. 
I'm mm. an extremely transparent person. Um, I didn't used to be. I used to, like I said, I wanted everybody to see me in a certain light, um, see my family in a certain light, and portray a picture, I guess, of perfection. Mm. And it took me a long time to learn um, in a rather painful way that 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 is not a real thing. Um, and nobody has that, whether or not it has been exposed or not. Nobody has actual perfection. And for me now, as a 39-year-old woman who has been married almost 20 years with three children, it is so much easier and better to just be transparent. And I have become okay with not being perfect in that aspect. Um, After we had been married, um, let's see, we had been married nine nine years Are you um, and a, a lot of people yeah we might as well just, you know how i roll let's just let's just go for it so after we had been married nine years we separated um we had a very, a very public separation a very painful abrupt separation um very shocking um to me and to everyone else and it i I, it rocked my world. I mean, it, it was, it, like I said, my identity was in Mike. Um, I was Mike's wife. I mean, that, that was my whole identity. We only had two children at the time. Um, we had Eve and Titus and, um, I was humiliated. I, I felt like such a failure. Um, but <clears throat> this is also something that Tyree and I've talked about. You know, I know everybody that will hear this does not share the same views that Mike and I do. Um, yeah. But if I leave this part out of our story, then we don't have a story. So um, just a, a little grace given from people who may, may or may not agree with us um, or share the views that we share. And, and, and I'm okay with that. Um, I told Tyree the other day, one of the, one of the greatest things I think about, being an American and being a military family and being a woman of faith, being a Christian woman is that what defines both of those is freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to believe the way that you want to believe, the freedom to, to speak the way you want to speak, the freedom to worship the way you want to worship um, in Christianity and in being a patriot, being an American, you know, those are both defining aspects. And so we, you know, both of us, I think I speak for Mike as well when I say this, both of us have an immense respect for that freedom and for every person's right to to choose and to, to do how they feel led or how they feel comfortable. Um those rights have been fought and bled and died for. And that that's not something that our family will ever take for granted. So know that's that right. as I, you know, tell our story that it is strictly our story. Um, but I, I can't leave out anything out of our story. Cause I think our story is pretty great, but um, so anyway, um, well, it works. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, works. That's for us so. <clears throat> yeah. so um, I'll, I'll start with, um, you want me to where, rewind first, or are you gonna? 
yeah, 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 you go ahead. I'll chime in. Go ahead. I'll <laughs> okay. chime in. Well, uh, I'm going I'm to rewind way back. Um, y'all heard okay. the song, in case y'all didn't um, recognize the song or recognize the voice on it. That was an MC Hammer song. If you didn't listen to the first episode with me and Sabrina. That was not my pick. That, that was, was not, not her pick. pick. That was my pick. It was my pick in 1998. It was still my pick here in 2022. So um, we were on our first date. We were doing, uh, we actually went on a double date with a, a fella. I throw a shout out to him. He probably won't ever hear this, Derek Scott. And uh, rest in peace, uh, Brewster. Um, what was her first name, hon? Lauren. Lauren, Lauren Brewster. <clears throat> yeah, she has passed um, several years ago. But anyway, so we went on hey, a, a double I gotta, date. I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I gotta interrupt okay. you. Derek is gone too. Derek wow. died. So, guarantee he's not hearing this. <laughs> Goodness. All right. Well, you there didn't you go. know. Uh, I didn't We're in know. separate rooms. I wish you I could know. make eye contact with you. But <laughs> like. You didn't, didn't know, know. But now you do. Well, both of them rest yeah, in peace. Yeah, now you know. Uh, yeah, both of them have passed. Wow. Did not know and that. Okay. Lauren, well, there you go. Yeah, Lauren was my childhood best friend, and we, she was incredible. I didn't know Derek that well, so um, he was my ex-friend. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We digress. Yeah. That was our, that was our double date buddies. That was our double date buddies at the time. We were going to a city called Tupelo, Mississippi. I mentioned this in the very first episode with No Sound and KJ. Oh, by the way, I'm going to throw out a shout-out because I'll probably wind up forgetting. Bravo Company 126, what's up? I hope y'all be listening. If you don't, that's fine. If you do, even better. There's your shout-out. Love every one of you, brothers. Um, oh, but anyway, uh, y'all, he's still as dorky as he was. We got him. If not worse, so, he's bigger. He's just bigger. So we, He's just a bigger dog. <laughs> so we went to, uh, yeah, we was on our way to Tupelo, Mississippi, and uh, we're in a uh, white Pontiac Firebird at the time. I guess you could say I was a spoiled brat. Pretty much had a lot given to me, but at the yes. same time, yes, you could cool. say that. <laughs> you could so, say that. Uh, 1998, we're on our first date, and I'm trying to find a romantic song, of course, trying to be Mr. Suave, and... <laughs> I did not have anything in the car. And I just, I don't know. I was flipping through these. This is CD days, guys. So uh, I get the CD uh, book out, looking through it, and boom, there's Hammer. And I said, hey, I remember that song, man. Uh, Can't fight the feeling. I'm going to put it in. And that is the whole reason I thought that would be appropriate since we're going over from the beginning of how we kind of first, you know, our first date how we first kind of, you already know how we first met. We went over in detail on that. <clears throat> if you hadn't heard it, go to the podcast. When I heard that song being played tonight. Honestly, <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, yeah, should have fought the feeling on that song. No, no, like, no, no, no. When you it. heard that song tonight. Should have fought it. Man, you went all the way back to 1998. I know exactly yeah, what you Yeah, mean. and I it thought like, should have fought that, that feeling the, on that song. <laughs> it was like, I couldn't. <laughs> you know, you were basically saying, I couldn't. I can't. I couldn't fight the feeling then. I can't. I can't 
Can't pop the feeling now. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, man, throw out a a shout out to MC Hammer. I mean, I was a huge Hammer fan back in the day. Because I'm certain Hammer's listening. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna throw shout outs all over the place with this podcast. But anyway. But uh, yeah, I was a huge MC Hammer fan, but uh, amongst many others. But um, so that's where that song, that's the whole reason, the purpose behind that song. So it brings up good memories, uh, not so much in the uh, aspect of hearing that people's past for the first time. Um, man, that's kind of a shock. That. I did not, I did not know it, or just didn't remember and, it. Yeah. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah, I said. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so fast forward, we went through everything about how we met and got together. We met, how we got together. Yeah, so. We moved to Germany. We lived, we lived in Germany, and I want to circle back to that because that's one of my favorite parts of my whole entire life. Is yeah, just start it now. Let's just keep it, uh, you know, you're an organized person, so go for it. Just, just I am it, an organized person. You're messing you me up, bouncing, around, <laughs> bouncing around. So anyway, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get who we are out there first. So okay. anyway, um, yeah. So we we separated um, by the grace of God. Um, that he intervened, and we we did not divorce. We came very very close, but we did not, and. 2011. 2011. And I'll just say this. I'll, I'll just, I'll just say it, hon. You know, I, you know, I say it in front of you. Um, he was not a fabulous father and husband um, at the time. He, he was not. Um, I, no one knew that, though, because I always painted him to be perfection. And Looking back, it's taken me a long time to realize that I was at fault for a lot of what went wrong. Not all of it, but 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 some of it. Because, and I've talked about with some of my closest friends, I've talked about this very same thing on multiple occasions. Um, I expected Mike to be everything in my life that I needed. I expected him to fill every void. I had him up on a tremendous pedestal that he, that no man could ever live up to. And, you know, under pressure like that for nine, 10 years, I mean, it just, it's just not going to work. I don't care who you are. It's, it's superhuman. It's never going to work. So as we were rebuilding our lives and rebuilding our marriage, we decided to be transparent and, to be human and to be not perfect and to be, we fought, we have disagreements. We, we don't like the same things all the time. He gets on my nerves with his ridiculous music and other things. And with his, the voices that he makes when he's talking to his buddies and the fact that he uses the word bro 17,000 times (laughs) in one conversation Makes me want to like throw punch him, but you know, I digress. You say you say bro punch or or throat punch. Bro punch. Oh, okay, I bro thought you said bro. Bro punch, bro. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I learned. I learned that 
you know, I mean, nobody was ever intended to be one person's everything, you know, and I, I've, I have found, I have been provided, I have been blessed with ridiculously wonderful friendships and relationships who fill the void that, that Mike cannot be expected to fill every, every Avenue. I've got people that I can talk to when I'm upset. I've got people that I can laugh with. I've got people I can work out with. I've got, you know, I've, I've got everything I need. And I just, for that, I'm so, I'm so dang thankful. Like I'm so, so thankful. I have, and, and, and I'll say this, like since our podcast, um, we have reconnected in a, in a, in an intimate way with all these people that we, that we knew back then. And we are all, we are the biggest, most diverse group of people on the planet. (laughs) It is ridiculous how crazy different we all are. We are different races, ethnicities, political views from different geographical locations. We are, I mean, we could not be a more diverse group. And I've never felt like I belonged with people more than I do. My people, my army people, all all these guys, and, and you know, some of them are married to different partners than they were when we were in Germany. And it's, it, it just, it just works. It just fits. We love each other. I, I think I blood. can speak for everybody. Um, just like, just like Sergeant Gill's wife, Amanda. I've never met her. <laughs> I've never met her. Oh my gosh. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. Like I talk about her all the time. I'm obsessed with her. She's the most hilarious individual. Like I'm obsessed with her. Amanda, I'm, I'm obsessed with you. I can't wait to meet you in Florida. Um, <laughs> I hope she's listening. So, but anyway, um, yeah. And like Tyree and Kevin and meet, oh my gosh. Like I was scared of him when we lived in Germany. Like (laughs) I was, I was so afraid of him. He was so intimidating and he is just the biggest, cuddliest teddy bear. And I just adore him. Oh my gosh. I love him so much. And you know, Selena that Kevin brought with him, she's an army girl. He brought her to um, Nashville and immediately like, I mean, we just clicked and we are so different. We are so, so different and we have become such good friends. And I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, I, I don't know what it is that cements military families together, but you know, we're, we're all, we're, we're family. I mean, and I, I get a, an immense joy every time I see our group chat pop up on my, on my Facebook messenger. I love reading the messages. I, even the stuff I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, I love it. Absolutely love it. Like love all y'all. Yes. So we've been, we've been very, very blessed. Um, and I, like I said, talking about filling voids, this community, this family has filled an immense void in my life and I will forever be thankful um, so that's, that's who we are. We are so imperfect. We are yeah. so not trying to be perfect and figuring it out and working through it one day at a time. And we're just thank we're very thankful. We have been very blessed and we're very, very thankful. Um, it's true. and that, that's who we are. So if anybody ever tries to say 
you know, that we have it all together or we've got it all figured out or we're this, this couple. Yeah, we ain't. So you can just, you can vouch for us. We ain't, but we try. We've, we've grown, but we're still. Yes. Yes. We've learned how to fight. We've learned how to talk. We've learned how to communicate and learn how to not put so much pressure on each other, especially me in that, in that area. I will accept full responsibility for that. Um, but anyway, but I'm just, I'm thankful. And I'm for the most part, except for when he's been annoying, I love him crazy. So, (laughs) all right. So rewind back to where you are. We were talking about, we moved to Germany. Rewind back. Yeah. Rewind. All right. We were talking about when we moved to Germany, um, which is one of my most favorite parts of my life. It's just some of my most treasured memories. Um, well, I didn't realize those, it would be. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know you, were you so young? You know, that's what I was yeah, saying. Before. I think that's so, what it is. Okay. We were young. You're we young, young, and especially me at that at that age, very, very, very selfish individual. Twenty and, I still and twenty-two. Can be. Yeah, <laughs> I still can be sometimes, but um, you know, we have grown. I'm very thankful for where we are now. Uh, as some Me people too. will say, you know, it takes those times to get to that point, and there's just certain things. But you, not you everybody know. comes out of those times. No, they you know? don't. They and, don't. But for that, for that, we wait. That's that's why we say we're thankful because we did. Yeah. We did get to the other side. Not saying I'm not going to kick him out tomorrow, but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Tonight, we got to the point now. We're at the point now going on the the big two zero. I just know when to walk out. So, (laughs) (laughs) get to the point you get you stop getting kicked out. You just know when to walk out. So, but no, it uh, it has. It's been a you know, it has been a growth. And I hope I hope the next twenty years. I mean, it's definitely not full of disappointments of some of the stuff we went through. But at the same time. Uh, the next 20 years is full of growth also. Um, man, <clears throat> the adventures we've been on as far as like your itineraries on the fall projects that you come up with of going to different parts of the country, man, I, yeah, I so truly, let's, let's truly um, love that. <clears throat> I, I really never do. had that. Germany sparked something in me. Well, that I, I didn't what, know. Exactly. Uh, go over, yeah, go over a couple of places or a few or all the places we went in Germany. We didn't go to many, but we went to a few. So I told in our podcast, 2003. Like, when, we, when we, when I first moved to Germany, um, I had never, I had been to, obviously I live in Mississippi. Um, I'd been to Tennessee. I had been to Alabama and I had been to Florida once. And I've been to Georgia because of his basic training. Um, but that I was a very sheltered local girl. And so I'd never been many places and, and I didn't know that I had that wonderless desire inside of me. So when we moved to Germany, um, I'd never seen an airplane before. Like I'd never been to an airport, nothing. So we went to Germany and for a little while, we just, you know, I was, I was terrified. And so I just kind of like hunkered down a little bit when we first got there and keep in mind, this is before cell phones. This is before GPS. This is before convenience, you know, I mean, like, seriously, I mean, I was a, a small town girl population 
2000, maybe, yeah. maybe. Between two and three. Um, and, you know, the town I live in, we don't even have red lights. We have four-way stops. You know, I mean, like, I literally have never been anywhere. I've never seen an airplane before. I get on an airplane by myself and fly to Germany. And um, a guy that my parents really don't like picks me up over there. You know, yeah. and, you yeah. know I mean, so we, we start this, this journey. And neither one, we don't have any money. We have no money, zero money. But I don't remember knowing it like I don't think I realized that we didn't have any money like we had nothing no and so like I said we like $300 in the banking account maybe <laughs> maybe. On a, maybe if we were like I don't I don't know that's don't not know savings that, that was just checking that was to our name yes period <laughs> I remember the no, first time you called me in Germany you was like hey uh shortly after we got married this is how selfish a person I was and didn't <laughs> Uh, you no, know, honestly, hun. I mean, I just, I just wanted to be with you. And I was just like, you know, that's a fine woman, yeah. and I'm gonna your take mom, And not you, only that, your mom but brought she, your checkbook she's to me. Coming with I me. went to a jewelry store, and your mom brought a checkbook up there, and she was like, "This is Mike's, you know, bank account." Blah blah blah, because you'd already gone back to Germany. Well, I was I know she did a wedding. Yeah, I was asked to be in a wedding, Kristen Stone. Kristen and Tony's wedding. Yeah. I was asked to be in a wedding and I needed a a bridesmaid's dress. Well, you know, obviously I'm, I'm married now. And so like, shouldn't my husband pay for those things? And it was like, of course I should. You should. Yes. Should have. Should (laughs) have. That's right. Should have. Yes. So the dress was like a hundred dollars. It wasn't like it was ridiculously expensive. I don't know. It may not have even been a hundred dollars. It'd be a thousand dollars. It wasn't an expensive dress. And so I went and I put the deposit down on my dress. And yeah, the check bounced. It bounced. And so he calls me and he was like, Did you spend some money? And I'm like, yeah, I'm being in a wedding. I think it was like 50 bucks maybe that I had put down on it. And it bounced. Yeah. The check bounced. And he was like criticizing me for spending all this money, quote unquote. And I was just well, like, you can't marry had... me. He didn't have no yeah. money. No it money. It bounced because so, I had bounced to the, the shopette to grab some brewskis <laughs> the night before. Yeah, he was... He had bought steak and beer for some of you fellas, you fine fellas that are listening, and I was out of bridesmaid's dress, just FYI. I was trying <laughs> so to go do a good my thing. Parents, yeah, he's trying to have a good time, and his, his, his new bride is over I here. I like, know you was needing a bride, <laughs> bridesmaid dress. I seriously would have left at least $50 in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so kidding. embarrassed for you right now. I'm uh, so no, embarrassed. I was a douchebag. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, so yeah, so I, my mom and dad were still having to like support me, and I called him and I was like, "Listen, you can't just marry me and then like let mom and dad still be like paying for my stuff." And that was a completely new revelation. That was that was like <laughs> it was. It was new to me. I'm gonna pay for her stuff. Yeah, responsibility. Yeah. Wake up, Mike. Wake up. Stamp yeah. bill double. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, there's a missed stamp bill double. 
now. So. Yeah, that's true. Um. So anyway, so I moved to Germany, and we lived with Joe and Kalina Caldwell, which I described in great detail on the previous podcast. God. Um, which was an adventure in its own. Shout and out to you, I brother. just got to say, I, Joe Caldwell, you've always been one of my favorites. You were <laughs> even back then. You still even, are. Even but when you was running off and leaving him. us in Italy. Yeah. 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 So, um, we talked to him the other night and like, I'm just, every time one of you guys calls and you're talking to both of us, like you may not be trying to talk to me. You may just be trying to talk to Mike, but you're talking to me too. Like King right. called and tried to talk to Mike the other day and I so took the phone away from him yeah, and talked to like, him and I was like, let me talk to him. I was like, well, he was my buddy. <laughs> yeah. King's my buddy now. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. all right. I'll share, I'll share my buddies. They're cool. Yeah. Cool guys. Yeah. No, but seriously, so God, I forgive God for running off and leaving us in, in Italy over and over. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> talking I don't think about that was traveling. Really no, no, it wasn't. So talking <laughs> about traveling. So we live with Joe and Kalina. Um, and we do you remember the area? Do you, do you remember Easel the Shoe. area? Easel Shoe. Easel Shoe. Easel, Easel Shoe in Schwanford, Germany. Yeah. Never forget it. So anyway, we lived with them in their spare bedrooms. And but we lived with them for probably six or eight weeks, something like that. It it felt like a really long time, but I think I can't even even remember. I mean we had some good throwdowns there. But then we had some good not so throwdowns. Yeah. Well anyway, so our first little uh, excursion that we went on was um to to Italy, we went with Ryan Stern and his girlfriend at the time, Deanna, and um, then we Joe and Kalina and us, and we went to Italy and we were all of us were so green. Um, we didn't have GPS, we didn't have cell phones, none of us had any money, um, and so basically we spent all of our money renting a car so that we could go and that's like we just didn't have any more money like so we just did the free stuff we just like saw stuff which was incredible we had four days um we drove down um through austria to go into italy which was just Uh, incredible it was just incredible there's there's just no way to describe it it was just it was just incredible especially you know i advise traveling like you're broke, even if you're not broke, because I think you see better stuff. I really do. If you do the touristy stuff and you do the stuff that requires money, like even, I mean, to this day, I mean, we, which I ain't gonna lie, we rich today, but we got, we got a little more than we had then, but we rich today and we still travel on a shoestring budget because we travel all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. Like that is, that is my that, so, is, that that is my love and life is traveling and seeing and doing and well, but we still what, travel for. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what. I, I think there's a <clears throat> you wanna come back to it? Just do a little stop there and we'll come back to it because that's a uh, that's a good place to pick back up. Play on, play at. Mm-hmm. 
drop the verse. It's going down, fade to black street. The homies got at me, collab creations. Bump like acne, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my grip stays. some old school memories oh my yeah 90s the greatest decade of all time love the 90s i'm not gonna lie when i ride my peloton and shout out to peloton i love my peloton bike i always choose 80s and 90s rides yeah love it okay so where were we Uh, traveling traveling okay so yeah germany sparked an interest in traveling for me and um, I learned that you don't got to have money to do stuff and have fun and make memories and have beautiful pictures. You ain't got to have no money because we didn't. And we still don't got a lot. And we still have all the pictures and all the all the memories. So, yeah, we went to Italy. We went all over Italy that summer with printed directions from Google Maps, which sucked. But we we got lost so many times, and that was that was the best part. Um, we had a ball that summer. I mean, it was it was amazing. I'll never forget it. Um, so after that, we went to where was our next trip, Mike? After Italy, uh, I know we, we went to went... Malta. <clears throat> well, that, that was, right was after, our, after our, Iraq. That was after we Iraq. Went to, we went yeah. to uh, oh goodness, what's that place called with the uh, cuckoo clocks? What is that? But that was that was after right? was that after Iraq or before the cuckoo clocks? You know, the, yeah, it was um, the Black oh, Forest. Goodness. No, 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 no. That's just where they were. Uh, some of them were made. They were sold here. Rotenburg, a, the, the Christmas yeah, Rotenburg, town. Rotenburg. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't really traveling. I mean, it was for us, but it wasn't very far away but that I, that was one of my favorite places in germany um we went to paris with yes. the Humphrey. um that was we, after iraq too yeah and and i think i mentioned this before the Humphreys were our um our apartment buddies and they saw a lot of growth out of us because we were newlyweds when they first met us and they had been married a little longer than we had i think and they already had a child and they were they were a little more mature than than we were to say the least, and so you know they they saw a lot of um, a lot of newlywed drama from us and loved us anyway. So Dustin and Krista Humphrey, we're we're meeting them um, actually a day early for our Florida trip and hanging yes. out with them. I can't, I can't wait. Like they are they are some of my most precious memories from Germany. Like. Yes. They loved us good, bad, and ugly. (laughs) So, yeah, I can't wait to see the Humphreys. Um, And they they are an incredible success story. Like, I'm sure they've had their struggles along the way, um, the same as anybody else. But they're still together. They have three beautiful girls. And um, 
Can't wait to see them. So, um, yeah, yes. so then we, we went to Malta. Um, there, was, there was three islands. Um, it's called Malta, Gozo, and Camino. Um, we did that. Um, they, we they, traveled. Were, they were in between Sicily and North Africa. Yeah. Um, and while we were we were doing all this, we were just like randomly picking places off a map. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, you know, looking back, we'd had internet and like been able to research places. And there was so much more I would have done because there was so much more that was close, you know, and, and we didn't even have like digital film, you know, I mean, yeah. I wish I had, I wish I had a record of all that. Um, one of the girls that I ride to work with and I work in Tupelo, Mississippi, I work, I think I mentioned I'm a dental hygienist. Um, and I work in Tupelo, Mississippi for a periodontist, uh, one to two days a week. And I work in Corinth, Mississippi for a general dentist one to two days a week. Um, so I drive the Natchez Trace to, for people that are in the South, you know what the Natchez Trace is. And, um, we drive that going to work and in a spring, early spring, summer, there are fields of clover. In the early spring, it's neon gold yellow. Oh, yeah. Nice. On the side of the trace. And every time I see it, I think I actually tagged Krista Humphrey in a message on Instagram a couple of years ago. It reminds me of Germany so much, and I miss it so much this time of year. Um but that I, I always tell my friend Missy, I'm always like, you know, this, oh my gosh, I think of Germany every time I see this and it's just, it's precious to me. Um, but yeah, that sparked an interest for traveling for me. And I, I realized that you did not have to have money to do things that you wanted to do. So ever since we've been home and really ever since we have been rebuilding our lives and rebuilding our marriage and focusing on the things that, mat- that matter, we have been intent on doing doing big things together that don't cost a lot of money and so every fall um and that's been part of our um our rebuilding effort every fall we do something we do i call it a just us trip and we either go to the beach or the past several years we have done just like spur of the minute get in the car hop on an airplane no reservations and go have cash in an envelope. When we run out of money, we come home. And so this this last year, we did um, we did a trip to. I don't know how much I expanded upon this in our last podcast because I think we ran out of time. But well, a couple of years ago, we did. When was it, Mike? Two years ago, we did Colorado. Two two years ago, Colorado. Years ago. And yeah, Utah. so two years ago. <laughs> yeah, two years ago, um, I was just. I that's been on my bucket list. Since I was a little girl, I wanted to go to Colorado. I, I'm obsessed with that area out there. I love it. I think it's so, it's just beautiful. Love the mountains. I love to hike. Um, I just, I love that area out there. So I wanted to go always, but it was always so expensive. So after COVID, obviously nobody was flying. And so we got plane tickets to go to Colorado for both of us. It was like 80 something dollars. I think it was like $87 a piece. To go to Colorado, it was $87 one way and $87 to come back. And I, I just told him, I was like, listen, we're never going to go this cheap again. I was like, do you want to go? And he was like, well, let me see if I can get off work. Well, two weeks later, we're on a plane. 
We have no reservations, not much money, but we got a tent. <laughs> we got a tent. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, mom is very hesitant, very, very hesitant. And I'm, I'm probably fearless to a point that it's not very smart. But then he comes in and kind of balances that out. But, you know, I we get over there, we, we spend the bulk of our money renting a car. And so yeah. we, we got no plans, it's no reservations, no nothing. And so we rent a car and it was like, now what? And I said, let's just drive as far as we can west and get as far as we can. We Our ultimate goal, we wanted to go to Telluride. And so I said, let's just go as far as we can west until it starts getting dark. We'll set up camp somewhere and then we'll get up in the morning and head out. Because it was like eight hours from Denver to tell you, Rob. So there was, and there were several things on the way that I wanted to see. I wanted to see Aspen. I wanted to see Vale. I wanted to see, there, there were several stops that I wanted to make. It was kind of on the way, but like an elbow out of the way. So we had a tent. Um, we drive and drive and drive. We get to like several campgrounds and there's like tons of people there. It felt like a city and they wanted like a hundred bucks to camp. And I'm like, whatever, we'll set a motel six for a hundred bucks. Like I'm not paying that. So we just keep driving. Well, Diva Mike gets hungry because he doesn't eat at the Chick-fil-A that we stop at at the airport on the way up there. And so he's getting hangry. So I go by subway, get him something to eat. So he will hush and we keep trucking. It's pitch black dark. We'd pulled in several places. He's getting nervous. I saw a sign on the side of the road. It was like a triangle. It's like the little green government sign on the highway. And I was like, that means camping. And so we turned off on the spot. We turn off and we go down this deserted two lane, look like a road in Belmont back road. Um, There's boulders that have like, you know, obviously been crumbling across the, the road where they've had like, landslides and all this stuff and he's over here so nervous and i'm like we're good we're good it's fine it's everything's fine so we get to the place where it's showing that there was camping it's completely deserted at one time it had been a campground because there was level areas that little like places where people had set up tents and stuff like that yeah it was no longer a campground but I was like, right. it's free. We're here. <laughs> we have arrived. So <laughs> I told him how looked at him and I turned the turned the car off and I was like, We're here. <laughs> he goes, I do not think this is the smartest idea you've ever had. <laughs> and I said, Stop being a girl and get out of the car and put the tent up. So we found a, a level spot which was we heard water rushing. It was cool. It was probably 38 to 40 degrees perfect weather we built a fire oh my gosh it was it was perfect it was absolutely perfect um that was our first experience with that so we didn't have an air mattress at that point so we slept straight on the ground and i ain't gonna lie my 37 38 year old hips were hurting in the morning so for our next um adventure we invested in an air mattress which was the best thing we've done um but anyway um we did that um got up the next morning woke up to the most incredible sight. it was we were we were literally sleeping on the side of the colorado river 
it was surrounded by mountains, which was why it was so dark outside. It was, it was incredible. It was incredible. So we yes. get up, we hit the road. Um, we make several more stops. We arrive in Telluride, which was just breathtaking beyond measure. Um, we're staying in this place that we, we stayed in a, in a, in a condo for two, three nights, two nights, three nights. Um, three to three nights. Three nights. And then we camped on the way back to the airport. Um, we only had seven, seven days on this trip. But we, we went hiking. We hiked over 70 miles in, in basically five days. Um, it was, it was, it was just incredible. It was, it yeah. was amazing. We spent very, very no, impressed. We spent no money, none, zero money. Um, we came home, and on the way home, he looks at me and he says, Where are we going next year? <laughs> and I That's said, right. I told you, I told you. So we get home. Immediately, I start planning the next year. We we decided that we wanted to go to Montana. That was that's that's my big bucket list. We actually talked to Coy Tinsley because he's a Montana native, and he gave Sub me like slip. places like Muskies. <laughs> um, he's another one. Like, oh my gosh, he's one of my favorites. Him and his wife Christina. She is a native German and one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Like. Loving them so much. Can't wait to see them. Supposedly, they're going to be there in Florida, so can't wait to oh, see them. Oh, they will be. We'll get them on the boat. Yeah. Can't Make wait. Make sure he behaves. Well, you can have Tinsley on the boat, and I'll have Christina for the day. So That's right. That's right. Make sure he behaves, and that we catch a lot of fish. So, peeps, if you're listening, I want to catch a lot of fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, y'all better catch a lot of fish because we, by the time we get down there, we're going to be broke for this trip too. So we're going to have to eat whatever <laughs> y'all catch. So I need y'all to be fishing it up when you get down there. Fish That's it right. up. And I'm counting on the fact that Peeps knows how to prepare these that are going to be restaurant quality. So a lot of pressure for Peeps there. That's right. Peeps, you've been called out, bro. You've got to produce. So, yeah. So anyway, um, so we wanted to go to Montana. I wanted to go to Montana. So Mike's, if any of y'all know him, he's like the most down for whatever person. Very chill. So he's just like, whatever you want to do, babe. Wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do. So we were going to go to Montana. Well, closer to time, everything we owned tore up. <laughs> Literally everything we owned tore up. Washing machine. Um, our truck tore up twice. We had to fix it twice. I mean, it was just, it was just one thing after another. It was calling for money and I'm a budgeter. I stick to a strict budget. I'm very, um, very Nazi with the money. Um, and so I save all year long. Anytime I get a bonus, anything extra, I stick the cash in an envelope and that's our travel fund. And so everything kept coming out of the travel fund and we just, we didn't have any money left. I mean, like it was just down to just nothing. And so he called me at work one day and he was like, listen, babe, you know, I don't think it's real responsible for us to go on this trip. We hadn't made any reservations, no plane tickets, nothing. Um, gas prices were going up. So plane tickets were ridiculous. Um, it was going to cost us about $1,600 to fly round trip where we had flown for 300 the, the year before. 
And so I was like, you know what? You're probably right. We, we, we should probably just, you know, be adults and just understand that we, we just can't afford to go. This be year. adults. <laughs> to be adults. And so that was at lunch. He called me <laughs> at on that. my lunch break. And so basically I called him at five o'clock and I said, yeah, you know, we talked about at lunch. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> I said, we're going somewhere. And he was like, where are we going? I said, I don't know. Like, I don't know, but I know that we have 10 days off work. And if we don't go somewhere, we're going to end up working at the house and doing chores. And the time's going to go by and there will be nothing to show for it. So I have a Toyota Camry, which gets like 35 miles to the gallon, super cheap gas. Um, and we have a tent, obviously, and we have a cooler. So we packed our cooler with sandwich fixings and, you know, just stuff that we could eat out of the cooler. And we packed our tent and we went northeast. We just left. We had 10 days and $2,000 in cash in an envelope. So we did something that was called hip camp, which I Googled it on the way. And basically people give you rights to stay on their property for a very, very cheap amounts of money. And we did hip camp. We stayed on people like in their backyard for like 25 bucks. I mean, it was, it was just insane. Um, Some of the people were very questionable character. Um, but you we survived, obviously. You gotta tell them. Tell them. Tell them about that old dude. On the previous podcast, I think I told the story, so I'll make it short. Um, so our first stop was Roanoke, Virginia. It's about seven, eight hours, eight hours, I guess, from where we live. So we pull up. I'm googling on Hip Camp, you know, where to stay. So we found this place that looked really pretty. It was twenty five bucks, y'all, twenty five dollars. So we get up there. And we pull up, and this very, very shady fellow named Ned comes out of a house that was looked like something off Deliverance. Wow, um, you remember his name? We, yeah, Ned. Ned was his oh, name. Oh, and Ned. so the Ned, um, he comes out, and his significant other, his female friend, comes out. And he is wearing no shirt, real tight blue jeans, and a belt, like, cinched. So he's got, like, a a really good muffin top coming over the belt. And he's wearing cowboy boots that the top of them was an American flag. So I'm like, oh, Ned's a patriot. So it's just okay. So he comes out. Ned, Ned is so high, which... No, no shame That's in cool. that game. That's cool. That's cool. But I'm saying Ned, yeah, hi, Ned. he was not in his right. <laughs> he was not in his right mind. So he comes out. He's like, "Sup?" was his first first words. And his girlfriend is looking at me like we might have a problem. And I was like, "Um, we're the Stampers. We're supposed to be like camping here tonight." And he's like, oh, "Okay." Well, this is my friend's house, and so I'm just staying here for the night. Hey, they told me that you would be here, whatever. Is that, I actually I remember his whole name. His name was Ned Savage. That's his name. Wow. Which was just fabulous. Memory, name, huh? Ned yeah. That just came to me. Ned Savage. I remember that. Because I say he had like a, anyway. a tattoo across the chest called Beard. He had a tattoo across his chest. It was like a giant, like a Navy ship. And across the ship, the name of the ship, 
was beer. It just said B-E-E-R across his chest. Listen, man, that's a freaking patriot right there. That's a patriot. That's an all-American. That's a patriot. He'd go war with you. Yeah. <laughs> I would go. I would go with Ned. i go. I go so anyway, war with Ned. Anyway, back to the story. So anyway, so Ned takes us down to the creek side where we are to set up camp. Which was incredible. It was it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. It was at sunset. It was a beautiful it was. place. It was accurate, accurately represented. Um, we stayed there. Mike dug through um, uh, copperhead-infested uh, wood piles to get us some wood to burn. Yeah, we did. So that we wouldn't put to death that night. Great time. A great time of had ball. So, anyway, we ended up – we left the next morning. We – we we and this is this is part of the thing we we make it our mission to use only local mom and pop places when we travel no chains no big corporations anything like hotels nothing restaurants we want we want the local experience listen if you go if you go chain on restaurants when you're traveling you're an idiot first of all second of all you're not getting the off authentic food that you need to be getting on a vacation. So don't go to a chain. Well, and those people that own those restaurants, they tell you what you need to see. They've That's lived right. there for a million years. Their papa lived there for a million years before them. They tell you, hey, you got to see this. That's what you go see. That's what you do. Not only so, that, they're great people. Yeah. Great conversations. We have had some of the best conversations and met some of the coolest people. So we 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 stopped at this place. It was called Yesteryear Diner. Yes. Amazing people. Best breakfast I personally have ever had in my life. Wonderful. So we were like, you know, where what do we see around here? You know? And so they're kind of giving us some travel advice and places to eat and stuff like that. So we basically make our way place to place to place by talking to locals who own small businesses. Um, so we made our way up to New York. Um, we stayed in Times Square because that's something that I've always wanted to do, just to say I've done it. It was great. We enjoyed it. We had a great time. We stayed there. We got there in the evening. We stayed that one night. We spent the next day in New York. We did all the free stuff. We didn't do anything that costs money. Um, 13 miles, we literally, 13 miles. we literally, yeah, we, we walked 13 miles in New York city. Um, we did all the, the touristy things just to say that we had done them. Um, we just didn't do anything that cost money. We spent 20 bucks on pizza. Cause that's, we were told to eat pizza and bagels when we were in New York. And so that's yes. what we did. We had a Joe's pizza. That was like the thing that we were advised to do. And it was, it was worth the hop. Joe's Pizza, wonderful, Times Square. So we we leave New York. We headed out to Mystic, Connecticut, which is our next stop, which is where the film Mystic Pizza with Julia Roberts in the 80s was filmed. That was one of my favorite stops. It was a small, quaint town, just local people. It, it, was, it was beautiful. There was nothing like, I guess, a lot of people would think was special about that town. It was quiet. It was beautiful. Wonderful food. Very nice people. Um, it, it, I, I loved it. It was like a, like a harbor town, a fishing town, yeah. fishing community. Weather was perfect. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. We left there. We went to Plymouth. 
uh, Massachusetts. We went to Cape Cod. We actually camped at Cape Cod that night, and that was one of my favorite camping nights. That yeah. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know. We, we just set up. Cape a, Cod. We sit at the uh, picnic table. Oh, that's hey, it's right before the uh, new beach. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Hey. Okay. Anyway, moving Everybody on. Everybody wants to hear that story. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. So we went um, from Cape Cod. <laughs> Mike is, he's already got his Google yeah. monster. <laughs> it's it's over. It's over. Just reminiscing. It's gone. Yeah. So anyway, so we leave from Cape Cod and we go up to um, Salem, Massachusetts, which is something I always wanted to do because I love the movie Hocus Pocus. Like, that's so childish, but I love it. It's my, It's one of my favorite childhood movies i watch it an embarrassing amount of times during the during the fall mike don't love it i love it that's the truth we saw the hocus pocus house took all of the pictures and you know there's some there's some you know different people in salem massachusetts there's some very different people up there i'll just say that so anyway so we left from there we went to boston and Boston was beautiful. Yes. Boston was clean. Boston was beautiful. I would have loved Boston. to have spent more time in Boston. But from Boston, we went to um, Vermont. We started at the bottom, the southeast corner of Vermont, went all the way up. Stowe, Vermont was my favorite place. Um, now I got to chime syrup. in on this one. <laughs> I got to chime in on this one. I um, have not ever had as good of blueberry pancakes in my life. And listen. I think it was the syrup. For, I think no, it was it, the syrup. it was just the blueberry pancakes. I'm telling and I will I will, any listener, if you make your way to Stowe, Vermont, Sabrina, what was the name of that rest what was it? It's like a little um it was almost like a house. I can't remember it. I I can't that they had remember turned into it. a restaurant. The place it was it was a literal family owned place that was the place to eat. It was in the middle of town of Stowe, Vermont. It looked like an old home. I have it tagged on my Instagram. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. It was incredible. The owner of the restaurant, we ordered. So we ordered our food. We ordered our food. And the owner of the restaurant walks over there because he hears us talking. He's like, where are you guys from? Where are y'all from? Yeah, where are y'all from? And I'm like, we're from Belmont, Mississippi. And he's like, What'd you order? So we tell him, he's like, you gotta have, and he, whatever it was that he brought us, he brought us an extra set of whatever. It was, it was some kind of pancake. It was like the house special. He's like, you gotta have it. He's like, you gotta have it. And so he brings over a different thing of syrup and pour. he stayed over there with us 20 minutes, maybe at uh, rush was, hour breakfast. He was cool. <clears throat> it, but was I will awesome. say this. it was awesome. Listen. And I, you know, I've always heard that, that Southern people are known for their hospitality. I'm going to tell you what, we met some of the coolest people in New York city. Yeah. In Boston, a guy gave us Boston cream pie because he was like, you're in Boston. You gotta have Boston cream pie. He liked our accent. He gave us Boston cream pie in the oldest, the oldest hotel in Boston. You know, I mean, it was just, it was just like the most authentic. I don't know. Listen, man, I, I can't we, get we away met from some, this. We met some awesome people. I can't get away from the Stowe, Vermont. I'm, I'm just going to tell you all guys right now. If you're in Stowe, Vermont, go to the place we're talking about. We can't give you a name because look we can't at my Instagram. It, but I'm going to tell you right Sabrina now. Sabrina Johnson Stamper, look at my Instagram. Yeah. 
I've got them I, tagged on there. They were amazing. Matter of fact, next show, man, that's what I am. Next show, I, I do I'm going to I'm going to find the name of that place. I'm going to find it and I'm going to give them a find shout it, out. And you put it on there and you give them a shout out and Anybody, I'm telling you, I'm a pancake man. I know my pancakes, and he I go for blueberry pancakes. Pan- I do know my pancakes. I cook them every Saturday morning. I'm telling he you, does. if you want the best it's blueberry the, pancakes the ever. The thing about him is the, is the pancake breakfast on Saturday morning. Right. In my underwear. Did I tell how you got started with the pancake breakfast? Did I tell that story in the last podcast? Did I tell that? No, I think I've even forgotten that one. Go okay, for it. I like to hear this. This is a tradition, detour. right? This is a uh, This Saturday is a morning. short detour. This is I an extra. This is a. Uh, this yeah, is a bonus. Okay. We'll get back to traveling here in a minute. Okay. Bonus. So we, yeah, this is a bonus story. So what I have always been the cook of the family. Okay. So I had always made a big spread. I mean, a Southern woman's country breakfast on Saturday morning. Like Saturday morning breakfast is sacred in the Stamper house. That's right. If you come so, and visit the Stampers, you will receive you a Saturday, Saturday morning, morning breakfast. And you're going to lay fat. Well, you're going to be on the couch for an hour after the breakfast. I mean, that's what it's going to do. It's going to knock you out. I mean, it's going to knock you out. Yeah. You're going to be in a coma. It's like Thanksgiving coma. dinner on Saturday morning, but yeah, it's breakfast. I'm going to treat every one of you. Well, so. so I had always been the cook on Saturday morning. So I had always made a huge spread. I'm talking biscuits, bacon, sausage, eggs, chocolate chip pancakes, regular pancakes. It was a spread. You hear me? So I got food poisoning one weekend it was on a friday night or actually i'm sorry it was on a thursday night i was sick friday morning friday night i was still recovering on saturday morning it was so bad it was Mm. from the subway here in Belmont, I had eaten something. <laughs> now, now listen. Lettuce on it. Now listen. No, you know that, that's, that was one incident. Yeah, I like Subway in Belmont. <laughs> well, they have new like- owners now. Let's just put that out there. They got new that's owners right. now. So that's so the new <sighs> owners are good. We still like it Subway in Belmont, but it's because of the, the new owners. But I'm telling you, the old owners tried to kill. Miss Sam <laughs> on that particular weekend. I, that was pretty rough. I almost died. I feel sorry for I you. I mean, man. we didn't have medical insurance, y'all. And I was literally dying. It got to the point that I was throwing up and everything, all the other stuff, so bad that Mike put me in the bathtub and was just like, every time anything happened, he was just running water over me because I was in such bad shape. I got up out of the bathtub and literally passed out because I was so dehydrated. And he was like, babe, we got to go to the emergency room. We got to go to the emergency room. And I was like, we are broke. We don't have any money. Just let me die at home, please. (laughs) Please let me die at home. So... I'm sitting in the bathroom floor with Mike, and he's trying to convince me to go to the emergency room. My children, on Saturday morning, walk in there, and my daughter goes, can you die from food poisoning? And Mike's (laughs) like, no, Mama's going to be fine. Mama's fine. She's just, you know, she's just real sick. My son walks up to the bathroom door and goes, who's making pancakes? That was his concern. Saturday morning was pancake day. So Mike gets up, and he's like, this man has never boiled water, okay? He's like, I can make pancakes. I'll, I'll make pancakes. 
Well, the first one's more, more questionable. This is a takeover. Took and over. he took over Saturday morning breakfast, and I'm just going to tell you, I let him. I let him take over Saturday morning breakfast. <laughs> and I am so thankful I did because he, this, I'm going to tell you what, this man can cook. Just I breakfast. will hook you up, and I may do it in June, just to let all y'all know. But his They're breakfast, just... let me tell you, his pancakes, they are cake. Do you yeah. hear me? Yeah, we'll use okay. that on the very last morning nice so we don't thing. have to walk around with it on the beach. Because you're going to be fat after you eat his breakfast. That's right. That's right. So so, so with that. Anyway, so that he was, started making Saturday yeah. morning pancakes. So he's obsessed with pancakes now. So we're I in am. Stowe, Vermont, back to our travel thing. And we're in Stowe, Vermont, and he is very impressed with this with this with the pancakes at this place. I think it's the syrup. They're They're known for their maple syrup. It's actually homemade on the property, Stowe, Vermont. They're known for maple syrup. So anyway, so we leave. We leave Stowe, Vermont. We go to Burlington, Vermont. We um, we go from there to Lake Erie Beach, and we camped on yep. the beach at Lake Erie Beach. Freaking then we awesome. went home. We made it, y'all. We came home with nineteen dollars. Nineteen dollars out of two thousand dollars. We came home with nineteen dollars. So yep. you don't gotta have money to travel. That's right. The There's your lesson. There's <laughs> like your no lesson. sound. And KJ says that's free. So take that's it, free. Or leave it. That's free. That's right. So yeah. So man, you know, like we said, ever since we, uh, hey, things go better together, right? Better together, babe. Better That's together. Right. Always. And better together with all our with all our fam. We yeah. And it only gets better. On a flat bottom metal boat. Coke cans and BB guns, barbed wire and old fence posts. Eight point bucks in autumn and freshly cut cornfields. One arm out the window. And one hand on the wheel, some things just go better together. And probably always will, like a cup of coffee and a sunrise.